Life gets hard when you get down. I'm just trying to figure my shit out. What's going on, guys? My name is Mark Anthony Joe. And I'm Grace Frisella. <laughs> just always feel like I have to copy Mark in and, that way. Uh, and welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Not really sure. We still, we are still searching for a name, all right? The name search is still live, all right? We still don't know, obviously. We don't know what the gift is going to be yet. We don't know what the prize is going to be for the person who picks the best name or who suggests the name that we end up using for the show. Um, a brand because, new. Because we want it to be a personalized gift. We want it to be good. And, you know, at bare minimum, we could do some, like, generic, you know, giveaway stuff, but... Hopefully we can find something good, you know, and personalized for the winner. So, guys, the name search is still live. Please send your name suggestions. Grace and I need a name for the show because it was obviously Coffee with Mark, but now Grace is going to be a permanent fixture on the on the show in case this is your first time hearing it. Uh, but anyway, as usual, guys, welcome, 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 welcome to the, I don't know, it's not the cool kids club anymore because Grace really isn't that cool, but... <laughs> Um, but, but welcome. Says you, Grandpa. I am the cool one. What do you mean? <laughs> so earlier today, uh, Grace took me to a neighborhood in St. Louis that's called The Hill. Okay, and The Hill uh, is, I mean, put it like this. As soon as you enter The Hill, there's a telephone pole on every block that has a literal Italian flag stapled to the telephone pole that says the hill on it like everywhere you look it's italian like we were walking down the street and there was uh, a huge a massive italian fa uh, flag painted in the concrete that we were walking over it was just the it was fire crazy. hydrants are also painted in the italian flag yep it, i don't it, know if you noticed it, that. it's so cool i mean the culture is so um it's so strongly preserved in this neighborhood like the houses there's like little row houses if you ever come to St. Louis you definitely got to go to the hill it's you really, have really cool to. The, it's it's full with all of these like little mom and pop uh you know one off um small businesses like coffee shops bakeries like grocery stores yeah little grocery store we we stopped into a couple bakeries and, and the they, best restaurants that you will eat at in St. Louis hands down and it's crazy because these 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 businesses they don't um, we started talking to one of the coffee shop owners uh, over there, and I asked him if they did anything for marketing. We started talking business a little bit, um, and, and, and it looked like, like when I asked her if they did anything for marketing, um, she kind of like looked at me like it was a stupid question. She's like, no, I don't know. We, we've never done anything for marketing. It's just word of mouth. But it's cool because the, the community there in the Hill is so tight-knit that when they open up a, a small business there, the, the community alone supports it. Like, it, And it's just, I don't know. I thought that, that was really cool when we walked out of it. But anyway, that's, uh, yeah, it was really cool. I don't know. Anything you want to share about the Hill? Well, I grew up on the Hill. Um, I grew up. Oh, Frisella Fountain is on the Hill. There is a Frisella Fountain that was not there when I lived there. Um, I grew up on the hill. It is the Italian immigrant um, settlement that when all the big flood of immigration was going on um, during like the Industrial Revolution period, all of the Italians and some Sicilians, um, which if you ask an Italian or a Sicilian, there is a big difference. Um, but they, when they came to St. Louis, that they all banded together. Um, and a lot of them settled in the hill. Um, the church there, it's called St. Ambrose. It's the most beautiful church. Um, and 
I went to grade school there. They taught Italian. Um, my mom would send me across the street to the bakery across from my house with a little bit of cash and a grocery list. And I would, I was probably five or six. She could see me the whole time, but I would, she would help me cross the street. And then I would cross the street, give the lady the list, give her the cash. She would give me a bag in exchange and I would run it back home. Like my grandparents lived right across the street from me until I was like 10 years old, maybe like eight or nine. But yeah, it was, it's cool. And everybody knows everybody. There's a bochi or bachi, um, depending on how you pronounce it. But there's a, a bochi club where people go and just play bochi and smoke cigars on the weekend. Like it is like straight out of Italy and it's the best place on planet earth. I it, love it, it so much. It really is. I don't know. As somebody I've never been, and I've been to New York city, like little Italy. I've been, um, you know, I, I really have been in some really culturally preserved Italian neighborhoods, but that the hill is is definitely at the top of the list. But anyway, so what I wanted to talk about today is actually um, I saw I saw a post on, on Instagram, okay? Yesterday was was really, really high strung. It was kind of a high stress conversation. Um, touched on some hot topics. Today is just gonna lift it up a little bit more. Um, so anyway I saw a reel on Instagram today and it really it it summed up perfectly, it articulated perfectly something that I've tried to explain to people uh, over and over and over again, and I failed. You know, I've, I've always struggled to articulate it. Um, and it's the idea, what the real said is, building a, bi a big business, okay, building a big business, it takes the same amount of work that building a small business does, right? Building a small business, building a business. He said, think about this, okay, you have Elon Musk, you could be Elon Musk, or you could be the owner of three local pizzerias, right? Both of you are working 80 hours a week. Both of you are, are going to devote and invest years and years and years and have to make the same or similar sacrifices to grow your businesses. Both of your businesses consume you, right? So you're both working just as hard, except one of them builds something that uh, that's worth $100 billion and the other one builds something that's worth a few million. And, and yeah, they make a little bit of money and they win security, but they both put in equal inputs but got completely different outputs, right? And, and so when I've had these conversations with people, it's like I, I get frustrated sometimes when people think small. Like I even said it once on a show and I think a lot of people caught it. It was a, it was a cool, like I guess it's weird saying it's a quote of mine, but, um, but, it, but it's something that I said once that was... Um, Man, I can't even, I can't even remember how I said it now. But 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 the whole point though is that oh, it's that while everybody has the capacity to think big, not everybody has the tendency to think big. And I think that there's, you know, it's always fascinated me looking at why some people set their goals so small. Like some people think so small, and then other people think so big, and they make they set big goals, and they and they and they really shoot for the moon, right? And why do, why do some people think like that, but most people don't? And so when they summed up, when they said, look, you can either be Elon Musk or you could be the owner of a pizzeria, and both of you are going to be working 80 hours a week, both of you, your business is going to consume you, but one of you is going to end up one of the richest men on earth, and one of you is going to be you know, successful, moderately successful. I thought that it was a perfect way to articulate the point. And so I just kind of wanted to hear your thoughts, Grace, on like, you know, why do you, because we've never actually talked about this, and this is a discussion that I've talked about with so many people, but why do you think that some people, like while everybody has the capacity to think big, not not everybody has the tendency to think big, like they just don't do it? 
Well, um, a multitude of things, I'm sure, factor into it. But I think a lot of it has to do with just the way that you grew up. Um, I think people who, and this is going to sound a little bit counterintuitive almost, but I think that people who grow up in a very safe, stable, um, middle class, so to speak, I don't really want to classify it to money necessarily, but household tend to follow a specific track. Like it's almost understood that it's like, you go to school, then you get your degree, then you get your job, then you strive for security. That's like the the dream kind of, the expectation. Um, but, you know, it, there's never really been a drive. You know, I think all of us when we're younger have some sort of like <clears throat> blanket statement made to us. Like you can be anything you want when you grow up. But then you kind of fall into, especially in like this quote unquote secure families, it's like, oh, well, maybe you're taking over the family business or, oh, you're going to go be a doctor like your uncle or you're going to go be a lawyer like your dad or, you know, whatever. But that, you know, you just kind of fall into what's expected of you or what, you know, what you think other people will want to see you do kind of thing. Um, and of course, I'm making a huge generalization here, but I think a lot of times when people don't have the privilege of growing up in a community like that and a family like that, it goes one of two ways, you know? It's like you, you almost like have this chip on your shoulder of like, okay, I'm going to prove people wrong and, and I'm going to go as big as I possibly can and think like, you know, who cares about where I am now? Like, and I'm going to go for it and go do all these huge things. And I don't know. That's like yeah. the first or thing that go, came to my or mind. They go, or they like limit, or themselves, they to the limit themselves or, or get involved in some really not so great stuff. You well, know? I think everybody gets involved in not yeah, so great stuff. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But, That's... but I think, I think from us, from a mental, from a mentality standpoint, yeah, I, I think that's a great point. I've never actually thought about that. They, they either have a huge chip on their shoulder and they're these people that become these, um, rags to riches stories. Yeah. Like it's like, people. fuck you. Hold my beer. Watch this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hold my beer and watch this. Yeah. So exactly. So it's, it's either that mentality, which is Man, I that that's never occurred to me. That's so cool that you thought of that. But so it's either that or they're like, man, I'm not shit. I, I don't come from shit. I'm never going to be shit. Mm -hmm. And they sort of tell themselves that narrative their whole life, and then yeah. it, and it eventually uh, eventually becomes true. Man, that's interesting. And then the middle class thing and the security thing, coming from a secure family. Yeah, I never I, I've never thought about that either. Just because I never really had security, like you know. I well, mean, that's that statement was made from my own personal experience because yeah. I really struggle with thinking big picture. Mark and I are just having this discussion, quite a little heated discussion that we were having the other day. <laughs> but, yeah. but I, you know, Mark is a really, really big picture thinker and I am not. I am a detail-oriented person. If you give me instructions, I will complete them literally and like execute the on them to 100%. And, um, but I, Mark in the context you're talking about business and he was like, I, you know, when you finished everything on your list, you should be sitting there thinking about, okay, what more can I do? What can I do to add value to this client? What more can I do to scale the business in this guys? Never once has my brain even 
ever thought like well, that? Well, well, let's actually actually tell him exactly what I said to you because I think that this is super valuable and it's important to bring up. Is I, I told her, uh, Grace, I need you to stop thinking like an employee and start thinking like an owner or a CEO, right? And I think that that's a, a huge point. It's really important point to point out because we are groomed to Grace's point earlier. Like it, it you know, for the most part. Um, everybody, all of us, regardless of what class we're from or whatever, right? All of us are groomed to be employees, right? To be like cogs in the machine, to be just contributors, but not creators, right? Like not innovators, not business owners, not not the upper, upper, upper class, right? We're groomed to just uh, operate this country and keep it keep it afloat, keep it going. We're not groomed to be like the the change makers and the leaders. So. Um, I think that that's a, a huge mindset shift because I think most people would default to thinking, uh, thinking, um, you know, thinking as an employee. Okay, thinking as an employee, and like from that from that standpoint, in this context, how it would apply is like you know, an employee, you know, tries to understand their job description or their responsibilities, and then they just show up every day and they do their job. But then when they're done doing their job, what do they do? They just go home. They clock out. Okay, well, an owner. Or a CEO, a CEO is is thinking, you know, is spending every additional hour of their day trying to, you know, be creative and come up with new ideas and be innovative and look and and try to figure out how do I grow the business, how do I take care of my clients even better? And it's like, okay, so your job doesn't end, you know, when you get your to-do list for the day done. No, that's when your real job actually begins. Right now you're doing the job of an employee. But when you get done with your to-do list, now it's time to do the job of a CEO and an owner. And how that would how that would ap- apply to somebody that doesn't own their own business right now, it's like understand like what is big picture long term for your life look like? What does that look like? Because I think big picture long term for our business. That's what I sit around in my office thinking about. I think, man, what do I want to, the business to, to look like in five years? Uh, what, where do I want to have clients or locations? Are we going to do this, that, and this? That's what I sit around thinking about in my CEO hours. So if you want to be like, uh, and this is sort of a playoff of just Andy, one of my mentors, but you know, he used to say, be the CEO of your life. So to be the CEO of your life, what that would look like is, okay, you get done with your employee hours of the day, your to-do list, so to speak, your responsibilities, and then when you get off of work, that's when your job as CEO begins and, and you spend time sitting around thinking and being creative about how are you going to get your life to where you want it to be. Um, and so I think that, I don't know, I just, I really wanted to hit that hit that home because it was a powerful lesson that I learned from Andy and uh, and I think that now even in the context that we're talking about, and most people probably can't relate to owning a business, but you guys, it, it, it's a direct correlation to your life. Running your business or running your life is, is the same thing, and so you can take it the same way. It's uncomfortable. I am really struggling, and I am like kind of, it's really been making me second guess myself. Like, am I the right person to be doing this? Like I, I've never thought like this before. Am I cut out for this kind of stuff? But, um, it's too late to turn back now. So we'll find out. Well, it's, that's not the, you know, it's not, it's, it's never too late to turn back. No, I but, know. But, but to your point though, it's like, you know, you're in it, you're in it. The, the only way forward is forward. And so it's so cool. And I think it's awesome that you would share that because the truth is like, taking ownership of your life and trying to create the life that you want or build your life into what you want it to be. And you're going to reach a point where you're like, man, 
I don't know. I just feel like I, I, I'm, I'm in over my head. I feel like I'm in unfamiliar waters. This is uncomfortable. You know, it's scary. It's hard. It's difficult. And I just want to go back to, to being who I was, right? It's, I've talked about that before. That's the truth. Yeah. That's the honest God truth. I have it many times in the past six months. I have thought to myself, and I don't regret. I want to preface with like, I do not regret things in my life. Do I wish sometimes I could go back and change things? Yes. But I also understand that I am where I am because of every single thing, every single decision, every single experience that I have had up until this point, and I wouldn't be the person that I am without all this stuff. But the security, the familiarity, all of that stuff makes me wish that sometimes I'm like, man, what if I didn't drop out of school? What if I was still there? What would I be doing right now? I do think about that. And it's not like I wish that I would go back, but I'm like, man, where would I be? What would I be doing? Who would I be? Like, what would it be like? Would I have, I know that hopefully I would have some like, secure, stable income and, you know, just like, it would be totally different. Would I be happy? That's a whole, a whole different story. Yeah. And I'm still honestly rediscovering what happy looks like for me right now, just because I've gone through so much change that my whole world looks uh, 360 degrees different than what it did six months ago than what it did two and a half years ago. But anyway, yeah, that's I think it's interesting. I think it's powerful that you share that, though, because like the truth is like we're, you know, this is somebody who's doing well. Like Grace and I do well in life. We do well in business. We have fun. We have great friends. We live in a nice house. We drive a nice car. We have great dog. Like we, our lives are good. Like we do well. And this is coming from somebody that took the leap, is doing well, and she still second guesses herself. And I just, I don't know. I think it's powerful that you share that because most people that even that even have some have as much going for them as we do, they play off like they got everything figured out and that everything is all you know nobody has rainbows and unicorns all the time nobody has it all figured out (laughs) nobody even the people the most successful people that i know spend their days trying to solve new problems like there nobody has it all figured out so i I actually i just want to get into because i've shared earlier in the show that i have been fascinated with this question of why do why do why do, why do only some people, like a select few people, have the... I don't know if it is... If it's courage. I don't, I don't know what it is. But why do only a select few people think massive? They think big. You know, and most people have a tendency to think small. Like, I just... I just literally don't understand it. And, and this all sprung from a specific conversation that I had. And I wanted to tell you guys the story. I was having a conversation with, um, with a friend of mine's wife. Okay, we were talking, I was telling her sort of the story. She was asking me a lot of questions about my story. It was actually Emily. Um, And so she's asking me a lot about just, you know, getting arrested and being in prison and then coming home. And and we we were sort of just really just building rapport, getting to know each other. And and it was a great conversation. Emily is actually, uh, she has a philosophy degree. Okay, so she's the kind of person that you can have like really deep conversations with. And so she she wasn't asking any like surface level questions. Like we were like, really really um exploring some 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 really deep questions it was awesome like i if you ever you know if you ever get me um face to face okay I, i'm not the kind of guy that just fucking talks sports okay i can't <laughs> mark's 
First question to me on our first date was, what is the worst thing that has ever happened to you? Yeah, yeah. So let's so. just say that I get right to the meat of the matter, okay? But anyway, so Emily, and so so as you might imagine, okay, I was enjoying this conversation. Is this today? She, no, oh, because okay. she likes she likes questions like that. And so we're talking in, and I, and I told her how... Um, how I had set like all these massive goals for myself uh, before I came home. And then when I came home, I achieved all of them. You know, in fact, I, I, I really accomplished my five-year goal in, in about a year, you know, or the first year, year and a half. Um, and, and, I, and I'm so passionate about the things that I'm passionate about. What her and I were talking about was how I really knew that I just wanted to help people. And, and to be honest, I never really planned on getting in, into the fitness space. I only got into the fitness space because it had the lowest barrier to entry. Like where I really wanted to help people was more on like the, I don't know, like mental and spiritual health side of things. But you would just need a lot more training. There's a lot higher barrier to entry to those fields. I'd probably have to go to college. I'm not a college person. I'm not a school person at all. And so anyway, I was explaining this to her. But but I explained also that my end goal, my real my real mission is is to be, you know, just a very impactful man, right? To, to, to really change millions of lives and, you know, to impact millions of lives in the way. And, and I, used a few, um, I used a few examples of people like Gandhi and like Nelson Mandela and Steve Jobs. Like the way that these men have impacted history and impacted the world, that's how I wanted to impact the world. And I, and I told her that. And her question to me, sorry, I had to give you all that context, but her question to me was, Mark, I'm trying to understand, you, you were sitting in prison, like the scum of society, the bottom of the barrel, and whereas most guys would be sitting there thinking to themselves, oh man, I just want to go home and get a job. Like, I just want to go home and stay out of jail. You're thinking, mind you, from a prison cell... That you're going to go home and be the next Steve Jobs or fucking Gandhi. She's like, Mark, what, like, what gave you the audacity to, to set such high standards for yourself when you're surrounded by the bottom of the barrel in, in society? You're one of them. And she just couldn't understand. Like that, that was her question to me. She couldn't understand how I even had the courage, how I even had the audacity to set such high standards for myself and my life. And that, in that moment is when it occurred to me that, fuck, man, why? Like I couldn't understand why you wouldn't. Like if we're going to set a goal, like it's a goal. You don't have to achieve it. It's just what you're shooting for. I don't understand why the goal wouldn't be as big or as, as ambitious as possible. Because in my mind, and up until this, this day when I saw this Instagram reel, I wasn't able to articulate it. But it's building a big business requires the same amount of work as building a small one. So if they both require the same amount of work, why wouldn't I build a big business? That, that analogy is what... It reminded me of the story of Emily, and it reminded me of the question that I still think about to this day. Something, actually, I got to share one more thing. So one of the most powerful, um, one of the most powerful pers shifts in perspective for me, when I really started to think big, when I really started to set massive goals, it actually happened when I started reading biographies. Okay, so something that you can do, maybe, 
if you struggle with thinking big, if you struggle with setting massive goals, if you struggle to think of yourself as somebody who can who can impact the world the way that Steve Jobs did, or the way that Nelson Mandela did, or the way that uh, Gandhi did, okay, if you struggle to think of yourself in that way. When you read biographies, okay, read some biographies of these great individuals that changed and influenced the course of history. When you read them, what you realize is that these people, like especially when you start reading through like their childhoods and you read through their early stages of life before they became whoever they eventually became, what you realize is that they're no different than you are. Like that's what happened to me. That's that's why Nelson Mandela and Gandhi and Steve Jobs were my three uh, primary motivators. Those are the guys I aspired to be like because I read those biographies and I realized, man, Steve Jobs was like a regular motherfucking kid just like I was, you know, except he lived in California. Like, like seriously, like he, he didn't even have that many skills. He, he wasn't great with computers. You know what? He was great with people. He was great with people and he was a visionary. He had the courage to set big goals and to follow his dreams. Okay, uh, Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela was in prison for 20 fucking years and came home and became the president. He literally came home and became the president of a nation. Okay, so when I read things like that, sitting in prison, I realized, man, if, if, if these dudes can do it, then so can I. If, if, if he can do it, then why couldn't I? And, and that's ever since I I came to believe in myself like that, I, I, I repeat this phrase. It's if it can be done by anyone, then it can be done by me. OK. And the same is true for you. If it can be done by anyone, then it can be done by you. All right. So if you struggle like a lot of people do, chances are you do, because I would say it's 95 people out of 100 think small. Maybe five out of 100 think big, right? At least in my experience. So if you struggle, it's, understand that it's natural. Once upon a time, I, I'm sure everybody does. But something that I did, it might also work for you, is pick some people who inspire you. Pick some people who have impacted the world and read their biographies, all right? Walter Isaacson is a great biographer. Um, he's an author that just does biographies. And any almost any one of his would be incredible because he does a really good job. So I recommend Walker, Walter Isaacson. Um, and that also reminds me that I got a bunch of people today um, asking me to make a Goodreads list, okay? So apparently Goodreads is a website. It's goodreads.com. And all you do is like basically create a recommended reading list. And then you can post that link in your bio so that people can click on it and it brings... It brings them to your recommended reading list. Okay, if you are interested in checking out my recommended reading list and you're hearing this episode, okay, my good readings or my Goodreads link is up in my bio. You can go to my bio. Not only will I put my favorite Walter Isaacson biography on there, which happens to be the Steve Jobs biography, all right, but I will also fill that up with at least 10 more books that I highly recommend. Um, and maybe Grace will. Grace, you going to put up a Goodreads list or do you want to contribute to mine? Mm, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, guys. But um, but to wrap this up anyway, guys, just think big, dream big, you know, believe in yourself. Understand if it can be done by anyone, then it can be done by you. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, if you got any value or inspiration or motivation or whatever, even good information about a cool Italian neighborhood in the city of St. Louis, okay? If you got any value out of this episode at all, please share it, okay? Please share it. The, the best thing, oh, and then not only that, 
One, uh, the easiest and the least time consuming is to just rate the show. Okay, on Spotify especially, all it takes is literally two seconds. You press the number of stars you would like to give us, which there is five stars. Just so you guys know, it's like a five <laughs> stars, and uh, so all you gotta do is press five stars and uh, and submit it, and it that's it. You're done. Okay. So the next thing you could do if you really like the show is you can follow the show. What that would do is make it so that you guys get notifications whenever we post a new episode. So that way you can stay up, you know, stay up on it. Um, especially because sometimes we post sporadically and you'll just want to know when we came back with a new episode. All right. Love you guys. And I will talk to you next time. Bye.